The closest bus station or any motorized road was about nine hours tough height from my village. There was no running water then. There was no electricity. And I I could not choose optional mathematics because my teachers had told me that I was brain dead in math. I had completely memorized the Ramayana. And then during the math exam, when I had that all that time, I started writing um, the Ramayana verses uh, just from the big. There's a small fact in life that is very counterintuitive. Um, there's, um, we have this perception that if a person is successful, they are going to have a massive ego. They're super arrogant, full of themselves. That are what I've realized in life, and I think um, that's uh, something that a lot of us um, have learned over time, is that the more successful somebody becomes, actually they're more humble. Uh, so that's something that is incredible. And our guest, Purna Subediji, uh, is such a reflection of that, right? Um, I met Purnaji a couple of months ago, Orange County, California, uh, at a TGNT event, uh, which I have to say it was graciously hosted by Alok Dev Kotaji, and he was just one of the guests. Um, so Purnaji, when he started his introduction, then I realized, oh my God, this person is a living legend. He's achieved so much and you would never know. He He's not somebody that, you know, is full of himself or, uh, you know, so visible as well. Um, Anitis Paik say one thing that really stuck uh, with me and, uh, you know, I wanna, and why I wanted him to actually be on the podcast and, uh, you know, do uh, talk about his background is he recited a verse. Uh, I'm forgetting whether it was Ramayan Koki, Mahabharat Kotar. It was beautiful. And he was so articulate and eloquent. And um, that's something that is exactly what we're trying to do with TGNT Beats, right? Uh, or even the great Nepali diaspora. We want people that... Um, have achieved global success, global accomplishments, but still retain that uh, little bit of Nepaliness, whatever that means. Um, so that, you know, Purnaji is a perfect example of that. Um, and, you know, while we head to the episode, I also want to really thank our lo loyal subscribers. Thank you for never missing an episode. Thank you for cheering us on. Thank you for be being on this journey for uh, journey with us. Thank you. Um, so let's uh, let's start. Uh, you know, what does uh, your company do? Tell us. We make wireless telecommunications equipment, uh, mainly filters, multiplexers, diplexers, uh, and passive radio conditioning devices, which are needed for every wireless telecommunication systems. And... Uh, uh, yeah, but anything wireless requires filtering. Otherwise, for example, when you're talking on the phone, you'll in interfere with the television or vice versa. So those frequencies need to be filtered and selected properly. Awesome. And I would love to add that, you know, the technology you've made actually is on the Mars rover. Is that correct? That is correct. We make a lot of... Um, Equipment for space and um, with deep uh, space and airborne applications as well. Perfect. No, that is incredible. I think uh, you know when when we met recently, Puraji in California, I was amazed to hear your story. And you know, I I think Hamra Das Puraku and Nepal this is such an incredible uh, story uh, to tell. Right, that you're a Nepali Banako technology is something that is on the Mars rover, something so tangible uh, is such a, such an incredible thing. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, yes, uh, where do you want me to begin now from my childhood to this? Uh, of course. Eight? Of course. Uh, tell us, you know, Nepal, Mars rover, how has your journey been? Tell us. Yeah, I was born in a small village uh, in Parbat district. Tulipohari is was the name of my is the name of my village. Um, 
which is in uh, Bhavlagiri Ansal. Uh, and uh, the closest bus station or uh, any motorized road was about nine hours tough hike from my village. There was no running water then. There was no electricity. And yet, when I was uh, four years old, a uh, man from our village, uncle, a uh, distant uncle, went to India and returned to the village with a battery-operated radio. And he played it for me. And then I said to him, I looked at it just all around, and I said, uncle, I, I used to call him Mailaba. Uh, there must be the tiniest people in this little box with the loudest voices. Mailaba, yo bahas vitra kuti itruka manse tulot avadrago chanola. And I was just four years old, and he said, No, son, it's science. It's uh, people like you and I made it. Uncle, can I make one too? Not now, but you have to study. You have to study hard for this. And that actually planted the bug in my head to understand, basically even before understanding it, to be able to make that radio. But um, growing up in the village, there were many challenges. And, uh, and there was no electricity beyond just battery-operated radios and some flashlights. And uh, so I was always intrigued by that radio. It was in the back of my mind, and I was um, I was not a I was not a great uh, student. I was a mediocre student. And uh, when I got to the eighth grade, we had to choose between optional mathematics and economics because that's how the at the time the educational system was. And I I could not choose optional mathematics because my teachers had told me that I was brain dead in math. My father was a primary school teacher there, and they also told my father that I was not uh, talented in math, I was brain dead in math. And uh, therefore, I wound up taking the economics, not the optional mathematics in the eighth grade, which uh, actually prevented me going uh, and further studying science basically later on. But when I was in the ninth grade and went into the 10th grade, I failed the English exam so that my roll number from six to went to 13. And I then I realized that I needed to study English if I wanted to you know, understand. You know, I became aware that most of the world knowledge was written in English. And I started, uh, then I, Tasted it on, and then I started doing well in English. However, my math was still a challenge, and then just then I became infected with tuberculosis, involved TB, and my studies were further in interrupted. And I, while being treated, you know, for the tuberculosis, after the challenges we faced in the village getting 90 injections and 180 uh, uh, and 18 months of uh, medicine was formidable. My father had to carry me in his back to Pohara several times, and there were many challenges. Sometimes I was on the verge of meeting, missing medicine, which could have killed me. Actually, other uh, kids at the time did die, and I was fortunate that I survived You know, from the TB. Then when I took the SLC, I failed it, and I failed, I got number 18 in math, and the pass mark was 32. So the, then the next year, I studied hard and tried to take the SLC again, but uh, during the math exam, for the first 15 minutes, I, I did whatever I knew. We still have two hours and 45 minutes of time left. Then what do I do? I just started thinking, uh, well, since ever since the eighth grade, you know, when I was 12, I was brain dead in math. I had become very interested in the Nepalese epics 
the Mahabharata, the Ramayana, and all those. And it just turns out that I had completely memorized the Ramayana. And then during the math exam, when I had that all that time, I started writing um, the Ramayana verses uh, just from the beginning, basically. ตาวาปราณีตุราชารบัยกรดาชังปาปอนิกตระกานิสกาวติมาไกติวาบาลกันดวาตอนิอนิหริกันดมสุนนรกันดมปะติปุเยจัสเตสุนนรกันดมอเ
I I would love to, you know, imagine uh, yeah. the, face, the person that actually checked your work, right? Math, especially, you know, yeah. right, wrong, coma, to be able to, you know, see a paper full of this, uh, these verses must have been incredible, must have been like something else. And my handwriting in Nepal is pr- pretty good. So it's not like, you know, it, it would it would trigger somebody to probably look at it. And um, but again, I'm grateful that it provided, you know, whatever happened, it provided a bridge for me to carry on in my life. Then from my village of Tuli Bahari after passing the exam, I went to Kathmandu with the help of a Peace Corps volunteer, John Miller, N84. And then uh, I tried to, he, he helped me find a job in Tamil in the tourist shop. And then, and then in my quest, tried to study science in Nepal, which was impossible because I had not taken the math for the SLC and my score was not that good. So eventually I wound up studying Manabiki at um, Ratnaraja campus. And I was studying there during the night time. That was the only, cam- I mean, at that time, that was one of the, you know, campuses that used to offer night classes. During the daytime, I used to work in a Thankasa in Tamil. And then I would share my story with a lot of tourists, you know, how I wanted to, you know, study, you know, a high, you know, ma- it was not possible for me. I was brain dead in math, I but I could not study science. And my curiosity was to, understand how that radio would work, but that was, it was like I could never get there. And, but I, did, I know, seriously, I thought I was brain dead in math. And I, then finally a, um, a tourist with her two sons was traveling through Nepal and I encountered with her, my American mom, and then she, um, and with the help of my the, the Peace Corps volunteer, you know, who had helped me go to Kathmandu, they realized that I probably could do well in America. So they decided to help me in 1984. And uh, I got the I-20 from a, from a college here in the U.S. And I came here to study humanities, philosophy, Darshan Sastra. And I, for the first year, I did very well. I got all A's and mostly, and I did very well. And then, but still, uh, I was always wondering how the radio work, doing, you know, very well in my class still did not teach me how that radio worked. And that was still bothering me, you know, but still, then I thought maybe I can um, I should try, and then I realized that in America, you know, I can start math from uh, from uh, from the very beginning, even if uh, even though I'm already in college. And there are many challenges, of course. To I mean, that's a different topic for me, you know, to be able to come here, get the I twenty, get you know, all the things, you know, for a little village board. But uh, still, you know, that's another topic. However. Then when I started, then I switched to a different college, you know, where they taught uh, math and the science, and I took math 101. For the first two months, I didn't understand uh, much. I would understand every word because my English was good. However, I still didn't understand math. But one day, something clicked. I was studying a very simple concept of sets. When two circles would enter lap, that would be called the union, and when they were separate, that would be called the or, union and or. It was so simple that I was making a mountain out of the molehill, then I understood that so clearly. It was so simple. Then, just because I understood that, the second chapter I understood, and then the second chapter I understood, now math became, within one month, I was done all with the whole course, and math became like uh, addictive to me. And I realized that math, I was actually gifted in math, not brain dead. It just, I mean, just that. Then the following semester, I moved to the university and it took three math courses simultaneously. And then I, after that, I took the national math competition and I 
can I won I won in the NAFA math competition from the state I was in, and then subsequently in the U.S. I came in the fifth place in the math and math. That's amazing, Purnaji. I love that story because, um, especially because um, Nepal ko context ma again, right? Uh, it's almost like you either study humanities or science or something like that. Only what you're good at, that's what you follow, right? Uh, I haven't heard a story where, you know, something something like math. One, there is no second chance, right? To to actually learn something, to do to be good at so uh, there's this big, uh, I think, fear of uh, failure in our community. Yes, uh, exactly. In Nepal, we have to that may be the case, but it's not in all the cases. I think we're losing a lot of um, talents because of that. And uh, and uh, for that very reason, actually, now that uh, I'm just a side, now we have actually started helping, you know, uh, we have established a dormitory for girls in Nepal for the past 40 years and we have educated thousands of girls we have provided scholarships and our criteria is to go from the back not from the front not to provide scholarship necessarily to the ones who know everything who have the highest grades but to actually help the ones who are the you know most behind who have the worst grades because they are the ones they are also they also need a place in this society. We cannot leave them in the dust. We cannot leave them dead. They have to. And then that's what we have been doing. And we have been very successful. We have created a lot of incredible women, educated women from that uh, scenario for the past two decades in our village in Tulibari. No, that's uh, that's incredible, um, Purnaji. I think to focus on people that actually need help, to China, right? Um, just on a follow up on this, uh, it's 2023, and still the um, this approach of the Zotem Body Week, body attention there. We we see that happening. U.S. Uh, you know, schools are and so on, right? There is extra help and so on. Nepal was still, you know, the, even the model you talk about. Scholarships for you know girls. right? how can other people, other organizations, uh, education system, my How can they adopt a system, right? Um, you know, education sector usually doesn't have a lot of resources. There's uh, you know a lot of bureaucracy and so on, right? Uh, can you think of a few smaller sort of ways where istukhalko approach pani adopt you just do not leave anybody behind. You know, in the U.S., there is that principle of no kids left behind. And in Nepal, I mean, um, similar things should be adapted. And I'm not sure if it is now or not, because uh, unfortunately, you know, I have been unable to follow up uh, my, you know, a lot of details about Nepal. However, you know, as I was growing up, yeah, no kids left behind. Should be principle. Should the principle should be followed, because if you don't, you are not successful in one thing. Try another, and there is another. There will always be another field because everybody makes a living at the end. Every you know that's how the evolution works, and everybody needs to make a living. And everybody needs to con contribute to the society, to the country. And we are a one, you know, globe. We are one world. No, of course. Um, um, Purnaji, you're a quick uh, sort of follow-up on this, right? Hazuko um, story, man, there's, um, you know, one sort of constant theme in terms of your curiosity, right? And that almost that obsession in terms of um, that radio, you know, um, tell us a little bit more in terms of how sort of, you know, that took college map they can go towards the end. And also uh, a little bit of follow up in terms of, 
is that uh, is that uh, curiosity curiosity is great right that is that obsession with something is that um, how can people like actually leverage it okay? in in a good yeah. in a productive yeah. Yeah, very quickly, let me follow my story, how I, you know, became successful in college. Then after after that, I uh, started tutoring math and science. You know, after taking math, then I started taking science classes for the first time. And then uh, I remember, then I changed my major now from philosophy to electrical engineering. And in 1989, the spring of 1989, for the first time, I took this radio engineering class in which I understood everything so well. Then that's finally when I became, you know, grateful to God. And basically, I just said, God, I just did not see it. You had a different plan for me. And I, it's not that I'm preaching God. It's not that I, you know, you know I don't know. But, uh, you know, basically that's what happened to me, the revelation, you know, whatever it is, destiny, luck, or, you know, perseverance. Um, but uh, then when I was in college, I had to make a living. So I was cleaning people's homes, people's houses. I, I was pulling their weeds from their gardens. That's how I was uh, making my, um, pay. that's how I was paying for my college. Then I started getting scholarships, which are not easy. Right then, I something came in my head, mind. I said, okay, my siblings, they need to go to school now. If they don't, even if I give them it won't help them because they need the education now. So I started to make extra income. I started cleaning people's you know, homes, toilets, pulling their you know, um, leaves, I mean, weeds from their yards. And then whatever money, I used to put money in the registered envelopes and send them to Nepal. And that's how my siblings got educated. And they're all here in the U.S. now. But uh, you know, then I realized I actually, it'll be easier for me to tutor somebody than pull weeds and you know clean toilets. So I started actually tutoring math, science. I used to actually tutor 36 different subjects. And in math, physics, thermodynamics, uh, just uh, just about every math and science course. And I used to work for the university as a tutor and also tutor privately. That's how I uh, was able to pay through college and educate my kids. I mean, not my kids, my siblings. Uh, and then and also I got scholarships. Because I, I started doing well in college. And then I got my bachelor's in 1990. When I got my bachelor's at the end of the textbook, it says, it's beyond the scope of this course. Then I said, okay, I want to know what's beyond the scope of this course. Then I got enrolled for my um, bachelor's. And I, I got bachelor's in 1992. Then still at the end of the book, it still said it's beyond the scope of this course. So, okay, I need to get enrolled. I, I need to get my PhD. But then again, I had encountered many students who were their professional students, who were there for eight years after their master's, and they still didn't have their PhD. Then I started thinking, I'm going to break a record. I'm not going to be a professional student. Then I started masterminding exactly how I would do it. And I had a plan to do it in two years. And the first year, I completed all my coursework. The second year, if I used the department resources, it would take 13 years to complete the simulations. That was not going to work. So what I did was I started applying for high priority you know, computer time in all throughout the country for supercomputing accounts. And then I completed all my simulation in six months. And then thereafter, um, I took another six months to complete my dissertation. I was done with my PhD in two years. And I called my committee and they said, our department average is 4.6 years. How could you be How could you be done in two years? We cannot let you graduate. They said, have you reviewed my work? No. Okay. 
we will meet again next week. So when we met the following week, everybody had reviewed my work and they said, we cannot stop you. So I, I was able to graduate because I had completed all the work. Yeah, I'm speechless. It's uh, incredible in terms of, uh, you know, uh, that uh, that curiosity that uh, because, uh, you know, and it's something so inspiring for, uh, I think, all of us, right? Because as students say, for most people, you just want to survive that class. You just want to get uh, done with it, whatever it is. You want to get the good grades, move on, right? I don't see or I haven't felt uh, uh, this, sort of uh, this nature in most of us where we're like, okay, you course see the what more, right? What more? That that hunger for knowledge is something uh, so inspiring. Kipunazi, I think that sort of also is, um, uh, you know, we can see that that's one of the reasons you're so successful, right? Because yeah. there is no full stop for you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And then I started, I had already um, gotten um Basically, what happened was I was employed through the university. I had gotten the um, uh, research and teaching assistantships, but I had also secured funding myself. So I had I started using the university resources then in the I mean for my topic that could have lingered longer. So I actually chose my topic separately, for which I had already obtained funding myself, and that actually that was the that uh, nobody could stop me. I mean, no, I could not be used as a graduate student uh, slave. And um, I just graduated. Then I was teaching, you know, I it was time for me to move on. So for, one, um, for a little while, I remained as an adjunct professor because I already had the commitment, you know, for my research. Then I moved on. I filled a job as a, um, a research engineer. And then as I was um, with that company for about five years, then I moved on to another company. I moved about uh, 5,000 kilometers away to New Hampshire, just outside of Boston. And then I was there for another uh, eight years. That's where my kids were born. And then it was always in the back of my mind to start my own company. And my company, the company I was working with was purchased by a California-based company. Two years later, we moved to California. And then the company, uh, I was there for five years, and the company went bankrupt in 2013. Right after that, you know, I lost everything I had, basically all the options I had. I had never cast a single um, uh, share. I lost everything, but... Uh, then I started realizing I found another job as a CTO at uh, Lark Engineering, which was later Secure Communications, as a CTO. But then I started thinking, I have always wanted to open my own company. Yeah, as a CTO, it gives me with good income. You know, however, if I had meant to keep the income, then I would have been, you know, power would have never went bankrupt. I could have kept all that, uh, you know, all, all that fortune. Since I was able to keep it, now this income is So then I started thinking to, you know, I always wanted to open my own company. And, you know, I always do think, then I lit my books with, you know, my the oil lamp. This is the very lamp here that in the village I studied with. I lit my books with this lamp. But then I now wanted to basically light up the world with the, you know, microwaves, with the radio waves. And I, I wanted to open my own company. And uh, never, always never the right time. Someday I was getting married. Another time, you know, my, my wife was graduating. Another time I had a kid, one kid being born. Another time another kid being born. Never the right time. Never. Then one day I was just... Uh, after I got the CTO position, I thought, I started thinking, you know, all the figures in the past, like John F. Kennedy, when he was campaigning with his little two kids, and he became the U.S. president. John Edwards, the presidential candidate, he had little kids, and his wife was pregnant, and he was still campaigning 
you know, and became successful. And then I started thinking, why can't I do this saying? Just on in January on January twenty fourth, two thousand fourteen, I quit my CTO position in cold turkey. And people started looking like I had ten heads. <laughs> Not that I was Ravana. Good. I have this little kids mortgage to pay and all the dependence, you know, my parents here and here. I mean, I lost everything in the bankruptcy and here I, you know, I had this good, uh, you know, job. I just quit. And, but then I started thinking if I do not quit my mission, you have to begin somewhere. You have to draw the link. I mean, the longer you wait, the longer you are just casting into your own dream, basically. You're not, it, 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 the progress is not going to happen to, towards your goal. Go. But that doesn't mean that you should just, you know, do it without a plan. Like, for example, if you, if you plan to, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. That also, you know, also. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you have to have it in the, in your mind how you're going to survive. Basically, it's, you know, how your dependents are going to survive. But right. then my wife was employed part-time. You know, she had a good, uh, but we figured that we could survive. And she was very inspirational and she was very encouraging for me. You know, uh, Dr. Gayatri Shubedi, mm -hmm. uh, uh, she got her doctorate later. And uh, uh, so... Uh, as a teamwork, basically, and that's how I was able to survive. And then you just keep moving. You just keep making progress every day. Sometimes right. you have to take two steps back to make uh, one step forward. But that's how it is. And oh. that uh, no, that that makes sense, Pudaji. And I think uh, you know, just to uh, uh, consolidate how the thoughts yeah. in terms of all of this, right? One is, I think, um, for anything, right, not just uh, starting a company, there is no right time, okay? You know, whether it's, you know, life phases, it's, you know, as cliche as it sounds, even to get married or have a kid or, you know, do something on your own. I think there is no right time. And two is, I think, the key is to start, right? Kothi time, say we spend months and years just waiting for the perfect opportunity. There is no perfect opportunity. So, you know, our advice um, to our audience is, you know, whatever you're thinking, I think it's, it's uh, you know, you should have a plan B, right? A safety net uh, is important that you should start. And I think, you know, just like you said, Aina, um, you know, I've had the fortune of meeting your wonderful wife. Um, sometimes in these success stories, we don't share uh, the contribution your family makes. But the time say, Especially as entrepreneurs or somebody that takes risk, we also celebrate, uh, you know, your individual success. That it's never just an individual; it's a family effort. It's a, you know, it takes a village. Exactly, and also, and the success is not always guaranteed. However, it takes seven years for an overnight success. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean. If you are not thinking, somebody else is thinking. I mean, you just, you just, by thinking and thinking, you just plan yourself, you know, for that opportunity to grab. You know, it's, it's like sometimes you may go so low. However, you know, you know, when the, when you, but you still have to, you know, just, uh, success is not guaranteed. However, like in the Bhagavad Gita, I always remember this. Seek to perform your duty, but let not claim to its fruit. All Timro Niantrana China. Okay. I think we have to work towards something. Okay. I think uh, the vagueness, the clarity, 
you don't know what you're working towards, right? You might be work uh, actually were walking in the wrong direction pani kati time. So tyo alikiti clarity uche chaincha. Um a few questions puna ji as we sort of you know wrap up pani bela pani huna lagyo haina. One say you know you've seen Nepal over the years haina. Uh, you, you know, you've gone back and forth, uh, you know, as you're uh, established in the U.S., I'm sure you visit and, you know, family or What do you sort of see, positive and negative? And this might say, too, where can our uh, diaspora in general and uh, organizations like TGND, um, how can we sort of play a part in all of that? Actually, I am very. Uh, what you are doing, what you are doing this this for is, this is amazing. As I was going through my journey, I wished you know I had you know means to communicate like this. I wished I had you know I had you know because this is something to lean on to. Not only that, just to share your thoughts, just to see what others have done. So see if you know how others have failed. You know. There is no such thing as failure. Failure eventually leads to success. It's just uh, um, um, it's just uh, success delayed. You know, failure is, is success delayed, basically. And uh, yeah, and your diaspora, I am I'm thus uh, it will yeah, I'm very happy. You know that we have you know ran into each other here, and I it this will help. Uh, Tremendously, you know, for other innovative people and for other people in general, you know, not only to start companies or, you know, they don't all have to start companies. Basically, to contribute in any way possible, in any area, you know, in any means. And Nepal is, um, is uh, I have been to Nepal quite a number of times. And once, when I came here, Oh, I got married with my wife Gayatri in 1998. When we came here, she did a paper in school, and in her research, we realized that then it was around 1999. The literacy rate of men was 41 percent then, and then the literacy rate of women was just the opposite, one four. Since I was already interested in you know numbers, I was obsessed with numbers. I just saw that connection, 14 and 41. Then I realized that literacy rate, if it didn't catch up to men's, society we just need to become the fabric of that way that turns. And that's, you just need to be a microscopic fiber. And then I started thinking, what can we do? Then I realized that, yeah, towards the, towards educating women is the key. And that's why I'm working with the Soroptimist organization here. We established this dormitory for our college girls in our village and which continued we have educated thousands of we have provided all these scholarships you know from here uh, for the past two decades actually no. 43 uh yeah. years no that that's um that's amazing punaji sort of um on on that notion you know i think a uh, final question for me is only especially recently right uh, you know, poyla dekine. You know, we obviously have Nepali haru by the god and everything. I know. we see that happening in like really, really big numbers, right? Not just by the pornauni, migrant usko lagi It seems like there's this air of uh, frustration. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of negative sort of feeling among the young people in Nepal, I know. So, you know, as as we read uh, news and reports, it seems a um, sad situation. How do key sort of inputs in terms of, you know, what's happening, uh, what could be done? But also, I think um, uh, that 
बाहर बस मानको एक्सपीरियंस राइट जस्तो वी अल नो दैट इट्स नट अल रोजी हियर यू हेव टू स्ट्रगल सो तो सब कुछ में मोर इज योर सर्ट इफ यू नो सी ऑन दिस Yeah, thank you, you know, for this opportunity for me to speak. Basically, we are here outside. We are not in a position to criticize Nepal or the way of life or the you know, or the how things are there. We are mm-hmm. not in a position. I mean, that's ours, and we have to embrace it. That's our problem. No matter where we are, that's a that's ours. It's not theirs. It's mm-hmm. not Nepal. It's mine. So. We don't want to, you know, criticize, you know, the pollution, the lack of roads or anything. But that's ours to embrace. Let's solve it okay. together. Let's work together. And, you know, basically my um, thoughts have evolved, you know, in terms of nationality. I believe that the political boundaries in the world are not God-made. They are human-made. Accepta <laughs> imaginary lines. Random, nirmit. पापी काल्पनिक रेखा पापी वन ए वे पापी काल्पनिक रेखा मात्र होटर आई हेव कम टू रियलाइज दैट यू नो नो मेटर वर वी आर लेट्स नॉट फरगेट यू नो आवर रूट्स लेट्स नॉट फरगेट यू नो नेपाल एंड ऑल्सो लेट्स नॉट फरगेट अदर कंट्रीज लाइक इन आफ्रिका बेसिकली आई जस्ट बिलीव दैटिंग अनदर कैंडल बाय कैंडल you know that the candle that is unlit the first candle will not lose its brightness or in nepali evra tuki bata arbo tuki jalaudai matu nibeko pohilo tuki ko chakata bhartai renta rather together it makes the whole world even more you expanding the pie once ani this day i think um i think that's also needed right you हमारो ट्रेडिशनल नेपाली सोचाई में कसला के भो हेल्प गए मेरे पी लिदि कि मैं कम होने तर आई थिंक वेर वीर इन अ प्लेस वेर दैट डजन हेपन हजूले इट एक्चुअली तिमें अरुला के यू गेट बेटर एज वेलो टू एंसर योर क्वेश्चन you know created basically the economic potential or you know some people it's not all economics if the you know if other vatavaran family situation if other things are there people you know migrate throughout history people have been migrating and then i don't think we should be worried about that in nepal has a beautiful you know it has the tallest mountain in the world it it is one of the most beautiful places on earth and instead of worrying about that we just need to focus on what is already the strengths and we just need to inspire others to appreciate and we just need to build infrastructure there basically i mean uh, maybe drones you know flying flying cars you know the next uh, infrastructure projects you know flying cars it would be a perfect you know landscape you know to start uh, you know flying cars in nepal and um and uh, that's what we need to focus and then let's i mean by being here we can develop nepal you know we are the products we all are the products of nepal and samjhana hari we are humans nepal ko samjhana hari gore to matter pani pyaro lagcha bhaisi pani pyaro lagcha to gaulo pani pyaro lagcha paral ko अफकोर्स नो पूर्णजी यूर यूर सो राइट तर आई थिंक अलग वॉट इज निडेड आई थिंक फ्रम हमी डैट्स पूरा लाइक ऑल अफ अस इज अब तो इमोशनल हम कनेक्शन हाउ डू वी बिल्ड अन दैट एक्शन ने कसरी सपोर्ट करने राइट हजूले भाजपा हमी बाहर भक्त मानी कसरी हम रिशोर्सेस हो कि हम एक्सपर्टिज हो कि हम हम इन्वेस्टमेंट हो कि कसरी नेपाल को अलग प्रडक्टिव वे में यूज करने आई थिंक तो इज गोइंग टू बी इंपोर्टेंट तर पूर्णजी यू नो एज वी सर कम टू द एंड यू नो आर एपिशोड मच आई वॉन्ट टू प्ले दिस रैपिड फायर गेम विथ यू Um, uh, it's a very different sort of new section that we're starting. Um, you know, about 30 seconds, I'll just ask you quick questions. 
first thing that comes to your mind just you know a phrase a, a word thiu matre so can we start punaji us um one technology one device that you can't live without right now the phone are you are you an apple user or android but so, i was an android user until 2 years ago but now i'm an apple user so i'm balanced perfect perfect uh aaj ko favorite nepali word or phrase karma karma that's a good one um if you were to describe aaj ko leadership style what would that be respecting others us um or could say nepal ko kune place where you never get tired of visiting or seeing my own village thuli pohari parvat perfect and other you should you should send us pictures that we can share with uh, you know our audience um or could say euta euta celebrity bhanne ki euta popular person in uh, in your field of work that you would love to meet I would love to uh, yeah uh, in my field uh, actually my thesis advisor Dr Indira Chatterjee awesome awesome and then where is she Aide she's in Reno Nevada okay okay so so let's hope we can make that happen you know uh, very soon um what's your favorite nepali food uh dal bhat tarkati achar and sel roti awesome sel roti is all good uh favorite holiday destination oh hawaii awesome awesome um in the last question uh one piece of advice how do you like also the good advice that you sort of always remember um just um afno go go karma garnu afno karta be garde rahnu it's always be ethical that's that's deep and important bonaji um and actually that brings us to the end of our rapid fire as well as our episode um punaji i've said this to you so many times i i'm so grateful for all your good time i feel like we need uh, you know another episode just to cover more about your work and everything else i think you know we'll do a follow up this kolagi tara Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you are welcome for the opportunity. Just one thing uh, I wanted to say is that the reason I named my company Free Aids it stands for honesty, humility, and harmony. And uh, so honesty has to be there. Humility is nigarvatata, imandarita, ra harmony, but working together. amazing and i think that should be the ethos of all of us uh nepalis worldwide i think if we follow these three h's i think uh, you know our life is going to be good hainta oh hopefully um hopefully good and bad is all relative sapet sikro abo kosai ko lagi ramro for example when my parents i was in new hampshire my parents were with my sister in california when they were coming in my sister's house the boy you know my nephew they were just crying because my their grandparents were going away but in the answer we're all excited that they're coming exactly. so good and bad is is all relative of course, of course. it's all perspective um that on that note uh, punaji thank you so much for my oh, thank you and uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch um and you know for everybody that's uh, that's listening and you know watches our podcast episodes thank you so much uh please uh you know send us feedback and you know like and subscribe thank you thank you